Welcome to Paint Radio with your host, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. Paint Radio. COVID may slap us around, but Paint Radio continues. If I sound different, maybe I'm wearing a mask. This is Andrew Dwyer, Paint Radio. Emily Howard is here. Emily, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. So the question is, should we reveal to listeners why I sound different? Yes. I have had throat implant surgery. <laughs> Echo implant surgery. Yes. I want a deeper, crisper, cleaner, clearer voice. And, it didn't uh, work. No, it has not taken effect yet. <laughs> so, Or maybe I'm wearing a mask, as you should. <laughs> or maybe we have a new podcast set up that may or may not be inferior to the previous one. Those are the options, A, B, and C. We'll let listeners believe whichever one they like most. Not only are you listening to Paint Radio, you've tuned in to Season 2, Episode 4 of Mission Vacation, which means Ryan Nolan, consulting extraordinaire, is on the line. And of course, some people call him a guinea pig. I don't think that's nice. It's Eric from Always Painting in beautiful northern Minnesota. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great today, guys. Eric, do you ever feel like a guinea pig? Uh, not until this experience. But I mean, yes, because of course, if you don't, if you didn't know, if this is the first time you listen to Mission Vacation, again, season two, episode four, Mission Vacation is our our core editorial mission of helping contractors improve their businesses. Uh, too many of you work too hard for not enough gain. You don't have enough time off. And so that's our goal. And we have no better partner than Brian Nolan, again, of the Nolan Consulting Group. You can check them out at nolancg.com. We had a contest a few months ago. Contractors entered, explained why they feel they could benefit from, from some coaching and consulting, where they are in their business, uh, the struggles they're having. And we chose Eric Crane. He has a great attitude, as we're learning from the previous podcasts. He loves to work hard. Ryan says he's a model client, so this is all wonderful. And you, the listener, can listen in. If you've never been coached, if you've never had a consultant, you can start to get an idea of what actually goes on. Uh, it's incredibly helpful, and we think it makes very compelling audio. So that's why you're listening to Mission Vacation on Paint Radio. Uh, let me also say... We couldn't do any of this because this is a big enterprise, a lot of work. We couldn't do it without our sponsors, Graco, Frog Tape, Arrowworthy, and Sandbox Zero. By the way, as I, we mentioned in previous podcasts, new this year, season two, we have the Graco Listen and Win Contest. You could win a Graco Ultramax 2 490 Pro Electric Airless Sprayer. Pretty sure that retails for around two grand. One heck of a prize. So all you have to do, listen to these podcasts, read the articles in the magazine, and each one we will have a password or a code phrase or a magic word. Emily, what do you prefer? Password? I, I like magic word. Ooh, the magic word. And so we will reveal the magic word later in the podcast. And then you go to paintmag.com slash mission vacation, and there's an entry form. You can enter what, I think up to 19 times, because that's how many podcasts and articles we're going to generate in this whole process. Uh, and you could win one heck of an airless sprayer from Graco. So that's tremendous. 
So Eric, you know, before we dive in and really get started, give us sort of an overview. How how would you say you're doing with this process? How are you feeling about how this process is evolving? Are you progressing as quickly as you'd like? Do you have to tap the brakes because you're trying to rush things? What's sort of your your general sense of how it's going? I think things are are going good. Um, I think for my personality, I'm results driven, so I definitely uh, lack patience in this whole process. I think I told Brian last week, like I think I think even my hands went up in the air. I'm like, let's do this thing. Let's 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 hammer this down. Do three four meetings a week and and really start knocking things out. But that I think you know then then we're probably going to skip some stuff and overlook things and and just put too much on people's plates, including myself. So that can get us in trouble. And then, then the other thing that I've learned about myself is that, you know, I've always been dreaming big, but I think uh, I've just been thinking in small terms of uh, the guy's roles, how much they can actually handle, how much they can take. So I'm not giving them enough ownership and I'm carrying too much. And, and that's probably a lack of of trust that it's going to get, get done right. And I think that goes along with my, my disc profile as well too. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So that's interesting. You brought up two really interesting points there, Eric, I think, and Brian, um, I wonder if you can give a little bit of advice on patience and expectation or maybe expectation and then patience. Um, how do you coach people through not biting off more that they can chew running ahead too quickly? What's your advice there? So I'm going to say a uh, statement I'd like every contractor to resonate with. The genius in the leader is in the patience. So leaders become a genius when uh, they lay out a plan and they follow the plan. So many employees are used to their leaders changing plans, often trying to do too much and not getting things done. So a stick with it focus uh, with sort of a singular execution focus um, and also expecting setbacks. So, Eric, you are going to have to expect setbacks. It, it's not, you know, people will leave. It's not going to, you know, it's not working right. Uh, so the resilience and the patience, uh, to, as they say here in Philadelphia, trust the process is so key here. So you've got to pick your two or three things and you get them done like you are dogged on those items. And as opposed to trying to do too much too quick and then nothing gets done. That's tough advice to swallow. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> okay, I hate to say it, but it's just, it's so, it's true. I know, Andrew, I think you and I, we suffer this really often is, you know, just, you know, you get up one day and you're just super motivated and you're ready to go and you bite off way more than you can chew. And then you kind of, you do have to reset your, your expectations a little bit. Uh, I'm going to say a comment about my brother, Kevin Nolan runs Nolan painting. I've, I've been watching him do that for a lot of years now, 40 years. And he's never been a genius. But he's been a genius as a leader because he has he has a stick to it mentality uh, that is that is second to none. Uh, when he says he's going to going to do something, oh, it gets done, and that's the genius. You don't have to be brilliant; you just have to be deliberate. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes of Mission Vacation. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a big part of what of, of your last conversation, Brian and Eric, was uh, to write down, because as Brian always says, it's not real until you write it down. Eric, you had to write down your vision for the company, and I hear that is a page long. Eric, talk to us a little bit about that process and what went into your vision. Yeah, Brian gave me a whole bunch of homework. A lot of it was just, you know, one one word questions uh, that helped a lot to get get the values in the right place. Um, and Brian was great, just even on the phone, just asking questions, filled out some more information. Brian kind of put it put it into words. Uh, we're in the process of kind of even looking through it a little bit more, and we're really close to unveiling this to the to the company. I would say probably Monday we're gonna let this thing out to my guys. Brian, can you give us a couple of examples? Like, what are some of the questions if somebody out there is is thinking about what is their vision? Um, what are some questions that they should be asking themselves? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, what I, I need them to do is I need them to dream and uh, imagine the future and take out obstacles and think about uh, what what your business is doing when it's serving you. Um, so what does your team look like? Who's on your team? What are you doing? What type of training program do you have? What services are you offering? What geographic region are you offering them in? What services are you not offering? Uh, to really get at like this place where their business is once again kind of a, uh, their playground. And I think your business should be your playground if you're a business owner. And too many people forget that and get caught in, in these obstacles. So we have over a dozen questions that help us frame uh, where the future is. And it's his vision, right? But we, we ask questions around to get at the important elements of that vision. And we do it on a, a webcam. So I... I can see his face. I, I can see when he gets excited, uh, and um, we take his his answers and we write. And so, so we did a page and a half, or maybe maybe a little more than that. And Eric said, "That's really good, but I'm not a man of that many words. Can you can you get it down to a page?" So we did that. <laughs> so we did that, and he's probably still working on it now, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah, and it's just minor minor things now, just to just to implement some of my lingo so um that that it hits hard to them and they're used to hearing some stuff so people need to know uh that their vision is their compass and um not enough people write it down business is a game and it's a game you want to win and you only win the game if you're accomplishing the vision of a preferred future state so everything's got to start there Eric, I'm curious. Can you tell us a little bit about your vision? What are what's give us a snippet of sure. uh, of your of your vision plan here? Yeah, you know, and I actually highlighted something earlier today that um, I can read to you real quick. Um, just part of it says, "Standing by our promise to provide our customers with the best possible experience from the first call to the job completion. Always painting is a sought after place to work." as we have built a culture around our values. Um, I just think that gives my guys something, even all the way to the, like I said, the person answering the phone, 
um, that we all do an excellent job. Nobody is, nobody can cut corners because it's going to be noticed by, by our clients from the start all the way to the finish. So I think that that's outstanding, just something for them to grasp right in the first, first paragraph. Well, and it does set a, a sense of um, responsibility, right? Because you're not saying how, answer the phone like this. What you're exactly. saying is, is that, you know, what's the feeling that you want customers to get whenever they're working with anybody within the company? Right. right. Yeah, we all, we all own our job as it was our, our business, right? And that's, I mean, as a business owner, that's what you hope all your employees kind of, kind of grab a hold of that their job is their business and they run it like I would run it. Well, so Brian, can you give us some tips on what makes a good vision plan good in the sense that it drives responsibility for employees and isn't too in the weeds? I mean, a good, a good vision plan, uh, it gives every employee um, a line of sight to how, how they can contribute. So as he reads that, I want every employee, so he'll, he'll read it to all his employees, and I want them all to be thinking about how I play a role there. So it, it has to touch every component of the organization and show someone that there's opportunity for me here, uh, not just in a job, but to advance and really form a, a lifelong career here. That is so important. It strikes engagement in people because now they they all have something in common and they can strive towards towards something great. You know, Brian, in the certainly in the self help and uh, the motivational industries, uh, the whole concept of finding your why uh, by Simon Sinek. Would you say that that is somewhat related to what a mission statement or what a vision is? That before you launch into the very practical process of restructuring and, and identifying what people's roles are and how they're going to do it. Before you get into the practical how, you have to define and identify the why. And, and is that what the vision is meant to do? That's right. Because if you don't have the why, you don't have the passion. You don't have the sort of emotional uh, resilience even to deal with uh, tough days. Um, the why drives passion. We have to get up every day and put in work and... Um, it's not just a bunch of tasks, it's, it's behaviors, it's how we communicate, and there, there has to be a greater purpose than just a paycheck uh, to, to have a sustainable company where people feel engaged. Well, and I feel like with this too, is, is that, right, you know, we're not just talking about the owner's why, the owner's writing down the why, but in in conveying this vision to your employees, you're giving them a greater purpose as well. You are, you know, Eric is going to then have one-on-one -on -one, uh, talks with some of his key people um, that he's had on board a long time. And he's forming position visions around what their role is going to be. This is going to be, be the essence of what we're going to work on with him. And he needs to make sure that it, it hits, it hits them emotionally that they're excited or invite them to leave and go be successful somewhere else. You, you attack the vision. After the vision comes the values. And Eric settled on six company values. Do you guys want to go through those bit by bit? So <clears throat> the first one we have on there is financial stability. And I know we've been talking a lot about that 
and you know we, we wrote down what it means uh we understand our numbers and ensure we have a significant reserve to grow and sustain difficult periods obviously right now we're in a difficult period um was i ready for this i would say half ready so um obviously financial stability uh, also means uh, which goes right into the next one is growth right we got to have margin to be able to grow if something comes along we need to have the the financial stability to maybe purchase a bigger building or buy new vans or send people to training um, and right now we just haven't had those abilities to do that so the first one was financial stability the next one was growth now I, I don't necessarily have to go through all of them but I think the one that's the most important to me right now after financial stability is uh, oneness. Um, team has always meant a lot to me. Grew up playing sports, different things like that. Um, and right before before this happened, I, I went down um, and talked to one of my guys and I just asked him, so what, what do you think our culture is here? And he thought for a little bit and he's like, wow, we hear you say team all the time, but I feel like the guys are uh, me me first and I was like oh man I'm, I'm failing in what I'm teaching them and or like Brian said some of the guys it just might not be a fit for them and with these one-on-one -on -one conversations coming up going through values and stuff I think I think healthy people stay in in healthy places but they can't stay in unhealthy and and unhealthy people can't stay in a healthy environment so I think this is going to weed out a lot but yet give people ownership um, that they can run with. So I'm I'm excited for the next, the, the hard work now I think is going to begin. Yeah. Well, Brian, can you help us? Can you outline what these one-on-ones look like? Um, I think we covered with Dustin a lot about what it looks like to reveal your vision to your entire company. But what we're talking about now is these one-on-one -on -one meetings where, um, Eric, you're going to be inviting people to help create their their job, you know, their job description, their job visions. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like all of these conversations are going to necessarily be easy. Brian, what should Eric be expecting? How are these meetings structured? How does all this work? <clears throat> well, I mean, he's going to he's going to start with his top people and um, and, then, and then he's going to have probably uh, his two people with him meeting with the painters. Um, I do want to hit the value piece because I think if the vision is a uh, desired future state, the values is how you get there. It's sort of like you don't, you never sacrifice the values. My son Colin says, when stuck between a rock and a hard place in a decision, you go back to, to your values. And it, it makes hiring and firing so much easier going forward. And so we often let people know where they are on, on the values matrix between performance and values. And you can't, you can't just be a performer. You have to live via the culture. So the hard work is Eric explaining where he thinks people need to do some work on the values area. Um, also, the one-on-one -on -one is going through position visions with each person, not just on tasks, but on the behaviors expected and the results expected, but really getting them excited about how they contribute towards the vision and setting one-year vision goals for key people. May pretend we're talking in one year. Maybe it's a lead painter. Um, where would you like to see yourself here in, in one year? 
You've heard my vision. I'm so excited that you're part of it. Where do you see yourself? And, you know, you may get a, a deer in headlights look, but that's okay. Have them come back because you're asking the right question. Well, and so as you go through these values, and Eric has laid out six here, right? The first one that we talked about, financial stability. The second one, growth. The third one, honesty. The fourth one, oneness. The fifth one, quality. And the sixth one, reputation. So when Eric releases his vision to the company, does he release the values at the same time? Yes. Okay. And then once the one-on-one meetings, do you like rank employees based on these various values and tell them, you know, this is where you're strong. This is where you should improve. Yeah. I mean, my, my best clients, they actually do. They put them on a chart. It's a matrix where they said, we own to tell our employees um, where they are and where they are not living the values. Um, we often keep that uh, secret. We talk about employees, they're not a good fit, but we own to give them feedback. They deserve the feedback. And that's that's the hard work, but that's what a genuine company does. Giving them that opportunity to improve. You must. And- you must. You know, people get fired before they're given a chance to give them that, that, that feedback. Termination is the final point of accountability. But we own as leaders communication to be a coach, like someone leading an orchestra. If someone's out of tune, they've got to know. But we're afraid of conflict. We're also afraid of losing people. So we don't give them feedback because we don't want to lose too many people. Well, that doesn't work long term because I just appreciate your leadership. So Eric, how are you pumping yourself up for these meetings? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I don't know if I have, have to really pump myself up. I think I've been waiting waiting for this. I feel like I'm, I was thinking today I'm like the sand in an oyster, but I don't know if I'll ever become a pearl, but that's the rub. <laughs> the, the, the rub is going to create some great things here, I think. And I think some of the guys, they're already feeling things. And, and I think when we release the roles and some of the descriptions in there, I think... Uh, even some of the guys that were a little disgruntled, I think they're going to grab this. And honestly, they've been waiting, you know, they've been loyal, but now they're going to have ownership. And I think that's what they've been looking for. Are there any conversations? Is there anything that you have to say that you're nervous about? Oh, as far as those, um, yeah, I, I feel there's going to be a few, like Brian said, deer in the headlights. Like they're just, they're just here for a paycheck and that's it. So it'll, it'll either be, I can inspire them and I might have to hit, come around a few times and keep hitting them with it, or they just aren't a fit. So I know, I know there'll be a few of those, but that's okay. I think the the key players are going to just, just eat this stuff up. They're ready. Eric, I'm, I'm guessing you, I'm sure you've got friends who are contractors, whether they're painting contractors or, or another type of contractor. Um, if you have shared your experience with them or at least sort of keep in touch with them and explain how the process is going, I'm interested to hear how some of those contractors respond to the process, especially if there are any who are sort of skeptical of the whole process or do you just run with a squad of upbeat, positive people who are super excited and 
and completely understand the process of trying to restructure your business? What, what kind of feedback are you getting from your peers? Yeah, I think, I think generally most people are excited um, for me. Um, there's a few out there that, you know, they're always the, the skeptics that are like, well, if you, if you can't do, you teach, right? And I think that's kind of how they look at some business coaching and stuff like that. But, but I know that's not true. Like I've been in on those conversations with them and the struggles that I've had are the same ones that they're struggling with. So for me, it's like, man, you get with somebody like Brian and it's just, you ask questions and he's got things out there already that he's done with other companies. Even if we don't do step by step, it, it, it's growth, it's learning, it's, it's looking at it from a different way. Or like I told Brian the other day, I was like, man, somebody finally has given me permission to be me, you know, because so many times I think with the guys, what, what he was saying earlier is you don't, you don't call them on their stuff. You don't have these conversations because you are afraid of losing them or whatever that conversation might, it might go wrong and then they don't perform like they, they normally would. But um, I have children and if you don't correct your children, well, 18 years from now, they probably won't be a good adult, right? So, and an employee is the same. Right. So, Eric, if I want good employees, I need to direct them. I, I always tie everything, <laughs> I often tie everything back to parenting. Um, not that they're one-to-one uh, uh, comparisons, but man, they have a lot in common. So I'm glad that uh, I'm not the only one who does that. Ryan, so, you know, on this podcast, we're talking about um, the vision and, and Eric just went through some of his values, and now we're going to get to the big rocks. If, could you explain to the listeners sort of how you differentiate those three things, the vision, the values, and, and now the big rocks? And, and what I'm trying to do here is just help our listeners understand the process, how you get contractors to dial in, not only on what needs to be done, but then how to actually do it. Yeah, so, so rocks are like the gasoline that push you towards your vision. Um, what happens to most small businesses is they they work in the day to day, and we use the term your head is sort of stuck in the sand, um, and you're very reactionary. Uh, you're spending more time on things you have to do, uh, things to prevent pain, things from going bad. The rocks uh, should be the main thing, and we call them big rocks. Uh, it's a it's a pretty popular term now in business. Uh, the big rocks are uh, the those initiatives um, that uh, have a start and an end. We're going to put something in place that is going to move us closer to the vision, and they have a set of action items, and they have they define what done looks like, what is winning look like, and it, it moves you. If you're on a game board, it moves you closer to to victory because you're putting things in place that are identified in your vision. So it takes your vision and it pulls pieces out and uh, you then execute on on the sort of, you know, ex, you know, making them happen. So those are big, big rocks. We've identified three for for the period of time we're working with him in this contest. And then he's got a couple more. Uh, for afterwards, maybe we'll let Eric talk about those three. Sure. Yeah. Um, organizational development is the first one. And this is, this is the one I am really excited about. Like I had mentioned earlier, um, each position 
basically has its its own vision and and future roles. Like we're pushing them into ownership. Um, and I, I like I said earlier, I just think some of the guys are really going to grab a hold of this. I know the one guy. He is young. He is ready. He definitely is is raw material. But I love that he is he is all the way in already. So um, the next one is financial systems, bookkeeping, budgeting, and financial management. Andrew is definitely a smart, smart human when it comes to this. Not Andrew Dwyer, by the way. Not Andrew Dwyer. I was going to say the same. Andrew Emery. Yeah. I, I set you up for that one, Emily, and beat you to it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I've got to be quicker to the draw. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, financial systems. Um, we're going to be hiring a bookkeeper here uh, to just come in and, and take the mundane um, off of our shoulders, just punching in in the in the data every day, and maybe maybe even doing a little more for us. Um, I think that's going to be great. It's going to free myself up and Sarah even more and then recruiting and onboarding i i think a painting company um we just have such bad reputations it's really really hard to find quality uh employees um so if we can recruit like brian has put on your recruit like you market um so we've been talking a lot about that uh and how how we can make that happen and i'm, I'm sure brian's got a lot of ideas with that too that that we can implement so i think it's gonna be good you know, so much of this process is about building your team, delegating, enabling your teammates and your employees to, to take responsibility. And man, Brian Nolan, just he doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk because in this case, Eric isn't simply working with Brian all the time. Brian's got a great teammate who he uh, teammates. He's got a great team and he enables them to uh, to play a role. Right, Brian? You've got you've got yeah. Andrew. Yeah, and you've got. Andrew Amrine um, and Catherine Freeman, um, they're, they're two of my stars. Um, I can't, can't say enough about how they've helped me get out of the hourglass. And um, I have them as sort of content leaders. Andrew is our finance content leader. So I know he met yesterday um, with Eric and was uh, working on the budget, the detailed monthly budget. Uh, which Eric's profile is going to love that because he's going to be given a scorecard every month. Um, Catherine's going to work with him on the organizational development, which is really the blueprint of, of what it's going to look like this year and in three years, what positions are in play and how Eric, and then the hard work is Eric um, removing himself from doing a lot of those roles and becoming a coach and how he leads people in those roles. Uh, that's when you start to scale. And then Catherine's going to work with Eric on recruiting and onboarding, and I'll play point guard here. You're going to hear from both Andrew Amrine and Catherine Freeman on future podcasts as they work with him to make these things happen. The other thing I noticed, Eric, when you were going through your big rocks, you know, last season, uh, our contractor was, was Dustin Zupanzik from, from Canada, who talked about the process. And your first big rock, you talked about the organizational development, good old northern Minnesota uh, accent there. I'm thinking maybe next year we'll work our way down to Chicago and we can work in some <laughs> fully entertaining accents and pronunciations. That's the stuff that matters to me, Emily. <laughs> that is the important stuff. <laughs> so do you, do you feel like 
you you're you're good to go on your big rocks. You um, is three a, is is that a, a typical number, Brian? More than that, it becomes unwieldy. The wheelbarrow becomes too heavy. If you have more than than three, then they all become pebbles. They're not big rocks, and uh, everybody has ambitions to get all these things done, and then nothing actually gets done. And uh, so we we really need a culture of execution, and we're going to pick three things. And if we if we don't do anything else, we are getting these these three things done. And uh, so in a ninety day period, to put in three big items like this is a lot, even. But. Eric is uh, more than up for the task. So, Eric, have you been pumping yourself up to get this stuff done? Oh, man, listen to uh, a lot of uh, Eye of the Tiger every week, <laughs> you know. That, that seems to do it. <laughs> little, little Rocky Balboa. Um, there you go. No, but, but, but seriously, uh, Brian gave me a book to, to read or listen to, and um, it's QBQ. Um, I've just been pushing that over and over uh, in, in my headphones when I'm driving or, or whatever, whatever I'm doing. And it's given me a lot of, uh, talking points that I think, um, will help the guys along the way to, to, to grab a hold of this. So it's, it's just nice to have, I don't know, it's just more, more people, more, more things in my corner that I can use as references and, and, uh, just get opinions on. So I, I think it's, it's been, I think it's going to go good to be honest. I think yeah, that's an important point to make for all, all contractors listening to this is surround yourself with a team of advisors. It doesn't have to be a business coach, but you know, you've got a banker. I hope you've had one during COVID here. Cause that's pretty yeah. key. Uh, you've got a lawyer, you have an accountant. Um, you probably have a great vendor, uh, like a, a Sharon Williams and, um, Business owners need to have uh, a, a group of close advisors that they can ping pong off of. Otherwise, they're playing ping pong in, in their own head. It becomes circular and they think they're crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> an easy, easy thing to happen. Yeah. Um, and then, Eric, what are you doing? What have you done so far that has helped you kind of clear your plate a little bit so that you have actually so that you've had time thus far and you're going to need some time going forward to actually sit down and focus on this stuff? Um, any more strategies above and beyond what we talked about last week um, to, to clear up your schedule just a little bit? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest, um, because it is, you know, we're in this pandemic right now. Um, there has been very little to clear up my plate as of right now because Sarah's working at home. She's teaching her kids. Um, we're just not, we're not able to meet like we used to, but I think that's kind of uh, going to transition a little bit more here. The only thing that it has done is it's, it's opened up a lot of conversation and it's getting us all to think about if we're in the right seat or if we're not in the right seat. So even if even if Sarah can't come back and take a ton of workload and and take a a new role here, well, there's a role here for her, and then we can start moving towards somebody who who wants that role. And and those conversations are happening, like I think I, we said last week. So right now, it feels like I'm doing everything again, but I can see that as we go through this, that's gonna get less and less. So Brian, Eric's laid out his goals for us. What are you expecting? What are his next steps? 
what what makes him a winner basically at the end of all this what what determines whether or not he's accomplished his goals sure so he's going to meet separately with uh, andrew i'm ryan and Catherine freeman to identify uh all the next actions uh under each big rock and um each of these three big rocks is going to have anywhere from seven to ten steps uh with uh, due dates and uh, this is where the focus is needed. And so at, at the end of those, those action items, the big rock is theoretically done. So we need to map out what done looks like and then all, all the steps. Big rocks fail because often small business owners don't understand all the steps involved and they don't commit to dates and then free up time to make those dates happen. Accountability. Exactly. That's the kicker here. So let's talk about, because because in our next podcast, we'll dive into this first big rock, which is organizational development, which is a huge, huge boulder. Um, so Brian, what needs to happen for um, Eric to be successful in, in our next podcast? Well, he'll have met with Catherine. He and Catherine will lay out the steps um, and he'll probably have accomplished one or two of those steps. We have an organizational chart that we've worked with Eric on. So uh, all the different roles that are needed have been laid out uh, and now it's completing position visions and then it's having conversations with the people who would likely be in those. So um, I'm going to have Catherine address those in the next podcast uh, with Eric. Boom. I love it. Episode four in the books giddy up Eric proves <laughs> this, he was the right guy for the for the job and you know, we talked briefly about uh there was a reference about parenting and children and it, it reminded me when uh one of my kids was playing very young soccer like six-year-old soccer and the coach at the end gave him a little pep talk and he was like hey let's get better not bitter and i thought oh my god that is the cheesiest thing i've ever heard that has now become one of my. <laughs> I, I like it. A letter of apology because I thought at the time because I was I was more dumb then than I am now. Uh, I thought, oh my god, that's so cheesy, but it is so true, and it really does help refocus your attention because you know we're all dealing with a lot, and we all have many reasons to get bitter, but you just you got to let it sting you, and then you got to move on and and see how you can improve. And man, that's, that's what Eric is doing. And uh, Eric, of course, fortunate that he has somebody like Brian in his corner, helping him to get better every day. And so that's, that's the whole point of Mission Vacation. So if you're listening along, that's what you're trying to do. Let's get better every day. Let's learn something every day. Let's do something every day to improve our businesses. And big part of improving what we do, our sponsors, Graco, Frog Tape, Arrowworthy and Sandbox Zero. You can find out more. You can uh, find links to their website at our Mission Vacation page at paintmag.com slash Mission Vacation. And you can also enter the Graco Listen and Win contest to win that awesome Ultramax 2 airless sprayer with the Blue Link technology. You just need the magic word, as Emily called it. And today, that magic word is warranty. 
Go to paintmag.com slash mission vacation. You'll see the entry form there. You'll see links to all of our sponsors. Uh, you can listen to past podcasts, whether from this season or last season. That absolutely would be time well spent. Keep working hard, everybody. Get better every day. Stick with it. Find the resources like Brian suggested. Thanks for letting APC be one of your resources. And thanks for listening to Paint Radio.